0: Okay, here we go. So this week, uh, actually not this week, this is going to be a bonus episode midweek. So this is Aaron, and Sean and Colleen aren't here. But instead, I have my friend Matt Swanson here. And Matt and I have never spoken before. We've been Twitter friends for a long time, maybe a year or so. But this is literally the first time we've ever spoken. And that happened like 30 seconds ago. So Matt, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I'm Matt. I'm a product engineer at Arrows. And yeah, I like Twitter. And yeah, that's how we kind of met. And I thought it was interesting. I know you had a podcast recently where you talked about some Twitter stuff uh, on another podcast and just wanted to jump in and talk more because I think we could both probably talk about this for like six hours.
0: Yeah, I think we probably could. So on the last one. So I tweeted about that I was going to go on and talk about Twitter on this show and you were like, great, now we don't have to talk. And then after the show, you came back and were like, actually, there's still a lot to talk about. So on that podcast, um, which is the Startup to Something show, on that podcast, I talked a lot about like my getting over the fear of being on Twitter. And then I think, we have a shared doc here, I think we're going to talk a lot about like, more tactical, strategic stuff around, you know, sharing developer content on Twitter. Does that seem right? Yeah, I think so. I thought that was really interesting talking about some of the like the hurdles of just
1: getting getting started uh, that really resonated with me because I had the same kind of um, stance and it, it was like years ago. I just realized that it's like networking for developers is not like networking for business people uh, like Programmers are not on LinkedIn or like going to trade shows or yep. like happy hour uh, mixers. And that was like always stuff that I was like allergic to. Uh, and I'm sure <laughs> you probably were too. Yep. Uh, so it, it was just really cool once I kind of like got over that mental hurdle that was like all you have to do uh, to quote, uh, you know, Patrick McKenzie is like be helpful on the internet and mm-hmm. you'll start like making. Friends and connections uh, that way. So, and and that's really all that networking is, right? It's like I know these people now, and so I can like talk to them, and they know who
0: I am, and I know who they are. And that's all that, like, you know, the fancy business school networking really is. 100%. And when did you like, because I think when I came across you, you already had a ton of followers. So, when did you have that breakthrough for yourself? Because I think we've been around. The same like micro bootstrappy. I think we've been around the same circles, but I only came across you like a year ago and we've been buds since yeah. then.
1: So what was yeah, your we were, turning we point? Were, we were DMing and it's like we both listened to this one really weird, obscure <laughs> podcast that has been on the air for like 10 years, uh, yeah. which is the, the Texing podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I've, I've, I got my little Twitter uh, anniversary thing yesterday and it was like mm-hmm. 12 years on Twitter. Wow. Uh, so so it's definitely been a while. But it's kind of funny. The the first time I actually when I made my first uh when I made this Twitter account at first, I was I think I was in college and I just I wanted this like actual like microblogging, which is what Twitter sort of claimed to be. Promised like, oh, I'm just it would gonna like be. I'm just gonna post these little snippets and and mm. you know, hey, I'm working on this project, or like my code won't compile, or like I just had a burrito. Um and I wanted to put that on my personal website. And it was like, oh, well, I can just like post them on Twitter, and then it'll like embed into uh, into my feed. That's kind of like the there's a there's a very nerdy uh, reason that my Twitter username is is underscore swanson because uh, that's like a convention for naming like private variables. I was like, <laughs> oh my I was like, oh yeah, this is just going to be like my little private account. Like, I'm not going like, to actually use the Twitter website. I did not realize that. Gonna, yeah, back in <laughs> oh, and back in 2010. Like you could, you could text to Twitter. That was like a big, yeah, I remember that text to post. So that was like, oh, I can, I can like text when I'm out getting a burrito and then it'll like show up on my website instead of, uh, you know, me having to like go in and edit some and HTML. And
0: that used to be what people did. And for some reason we thought that that was interesting and maybe it was cause you only had like six followers and they were your actual friends. Yeah. That's how it was for me. It was like my roommates in college, we all followed each other and that was kind of it. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I've I've been around for, I don't know, like 12 years is a pretty long time on Twitter. So I've kind of seen, like, all the different waves of, you know, what is this thing? And then, like, uh, it's interesting to see, like, the different, like, generations of, like, Twitter celebrity people and, mm-hmm. and kind of the trends and stuff.
0: So the trend we're in now, uh, if we just want to go ahead and get to it, the trend we're in now is, is the grift tr- trend. So it's the... It's the Chill Your Course. <laughs> it's the like post the hot post a hot take that just is engagement bait, it's the threads from Wikipedia, it's so it's a lot of it's a lot of this like growing followers at all costs stuff, yep. which I'm super against and having followed you it seems like you are too. So what's your what's your hot take on the current trend on Twitter of growing your followers? Yeah. I mean, and I don't think it's necessarily
1: even just on, on Twitter. Like I was, I was, uh, talking to, uh, Sam Selikoff yesterday or the day Mm -hmm. before. And it's like, it's the same thing on YouTube. It's like all these very big channels are very like either beginner focused or it's just like extreme clickbait to get you to click. And then when you have these like winner take all dynamics where, uh, like popular accounts, get more subscribers and then more people watch your videos and then that shows up uh, in center right. on Twitter right like a, a viral like the the 10 best tricks for learning javascript is like going to get 5000 retweets and you know all all this stuff and i don't know like I, I on one hand like i think there's probably not too much harm in that stuff but i agree it's not like it's not the circles that i follow and i think you and i both kind of realize that like you can just kind of ignore that it's like there's yep. not nothing for folks like you and me who are like working programmers who are uh you know not at the beginning of our career it's like that's not our space like that's a space for other people
0: and it is it is pretty easily ignored once you mute or unfollow or whatever the you know the main offenders it's pretty easily ignored and i will say before we dive in too far to all of our hot, hot takes Y'all can do whatever you want. Like that that's one thing that I told these other guys on this other podcast was I'm not trying yeah. to make everyone else tweet like me. I don't really care. Like I follow people that I find interesting. And if I don't if I don't follow um somebody, it's not because I don't like them. It's just because they tweet about things that I don't necessarily want to see. And that doesn't make them bad or worse or anything. Yeah. It's just I, yeah. I just so, so it's like to put that out there. Do whatever y'all want. Yeah, some somewhere along
1: the line, it became like uh, this thing where it's like, oh, Twitter's so bad, or Twitter is terrible, or like all this stuff is garbage. And it's like, uh, it, it reminds me of that. I think I forget it was like Tyler the Creator. That's like, if you're being cyberbullied, it's like just close your eyes. Like <laughs> it's a computer. <laughs> and, and you know, obviously there is, there is harassment and there's bad stuff happening on Twitter, but for the most part, it's like, you can block, you can mute, you can unfollow. You don't have to be on Twitter at all. Um, so that's kind of my attitude. It's like, if you're not getting what you want out of it, like you can opt out or like you can try to change it. But there's, I mean, the, the worst thing is like the people that just post on Twitter about how terrible, uh, their Twitter yeah. experiences.
0: Yeah. Like, um, Publicly, not publicly complaining is one of my things. So I do come across a lot of stuff that I see that I maybe don't like, but I just don't, like, I don't complain about it publicly because I feel like that nobody wants to follow that. And that's really, um, it's kind of a downer to be the guy that's always complaining about stuff. Um, And much like including an external projection internally, I don't want, for my own sake, to be the guy that, always goes straight to complaining, you know? So if I can get in the habit of seeing something I don't like and scrolling by it, like that's better for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's a good mental health practice to just let it go. Yeah. The the
1: interesting thing too is like as you start becoming uh like more connected to your particular, you know, niche on Twitter, um I think you start realizing that like all the people that you think are these um, you know, Uh, celebrities or these like abstract concepts of people Mm -hmm. are actually just regular people on the app so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's like you know if i see somebody talking shit about tailwind it's like oh like well i like adam and i think tailwind's pretty good and it's like Mm -hmm. what are you doing like you -hmm. know you're just you're just kind of uh like i'd really rather people like you said kind of like take the positive And like, if you have something that is, uh, if, instead of saying something negative about something else, like just worry about like, what do you like about your stuff?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I've heard Adam on other podcasts talk about what a downer Twitter is for him. And after I tweeted something about how much I loved it, he was like, man, he publicly said, you've got Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> which is where you fall in love with yeah, your captor. Yeah. And I, I, it's different. It's, it, It's different. He's got a hundred thousand followers and he's the head of the biggest CSS framework that there is. And so it's just, I can't even comprehend. And that's why, you know, a lot of what we're talking about obviously doesn't apply to everyone, much less to Adam Wathen. Yeah.
1: I mean, you and I were the, like, I I, I tweeted to you the other day, like if you combine our accounts, we're one of those like cool 10 K, uh, accounts. Right. So, um, yeah, there's definitely different different tiers. Do you watch uh, Succession? No, I haven't seen any of it. Uh there's there's a there's a good like throwaway line about uh like the corporate hierarchy and how you want to be at like the bottom of the top, right? Mhm. <laughs> like you want to be <laughs> that is, you don't want to yeah. be the top of the top, like that's the most stress, that's like everybody's gunning for you. It's like but you don't want to be at the bottom, like you want to be at the bottom of the top. And I think that's like the exact sweet spot of Twitter, which is like, you know, the 1k to 10k range Mm -hmm. of followers where it's not crazy, but you're not like posting into the void.
0: Right. And there are, um, like you have, you have friends on there. And so you're talking back and forth with people and people like know that you're a good faith actor. And so when you tweet something at someone, they respond back with good faith. And once you hit, like once you hit that range, it starts to be a lot of fun because you have some genuine connections there. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that has been the best part for me is now people like I can talk to people and they understand who I am and know that I'm like a real person. Real thoughts to give or like real things to say. And it's not just brushed off as, you know, some anon account who's gonna be ignored. So Yeah Yeah, that's been that's been super fun for me is like the actual personal connections. Um Yeah. One thing one thing that I think maybe when you
1: first start at Twitter or if you like have never really, I'll say taken Twitter seriously, it's like there's a certain threshold and I'm not exactly sure what the number uh, would be anymore, but like at some point basically you'll get like five to 10 interactions on anything you post. So Mm. uh, whether that's a comment or somebody liking it or whatever, and like that's when you really see like how the like weird dopamine machine of Twitter works because before that you're just like, I just posted it and like there's nothing. Right. But then you're like, oh, now I can post something and I can, I can reliably know that like, this is going to, sh- you know, this is going to drip out ever- for, you know, the next half an hour, like somebody's going to be doing something on here and I can come back. And that's how, I mean, for me that it's a little, it's a little bit scary when you first start, cause you're like, oh, I can see how people get like addicted to this and, yes. uh, you know, have, uh, th- there's definitely accounts on Twitter that have a hundred thousand tweets that have been like around for three months or something.
0: What's your strategy for dealing with that? So how do you not get addicted to the hits or do you have a strategy? <laughs>
1: uh, no, I mean, I, I don't, think I've really had a problem, uh, with it. Like, w- well, one thing that I do is like, I have a very small, like, uh, like follow list. Um, yeah, we got to so, talk about that. Yeah. You follow but what that does. People. Yeah. Yeah. I, I switch it up sometimes. And, um, but what that does is it's like the main feed of Twitter is like uh very low volume for me. So I can like, I can scroll through and like read all the tweets and then, uh, I can come back like an hour later and there's maybe been like five or 10, you know, posts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that I think helps with it, not being like a fire hose that you have to constantly
0: be, be looking at. Do you feel like you miss what's going on? at all because 30 people is not that many yeah
1: so the answer is no and like the reason why is because i use uh lists for everything else
0: okay so tell me i don't use lists at all so what's the story here and why yeah so it says it says on this doc why twitter lists are so good and aaron should use them so yeah give me your best shot like they're so
1: great right um because like one the thing about lists the posts in a list are always chronological they always have all the posts from all the people and they don't have any of the suggested you know so and so liked this that you follow no nice. uh, no sponsored stuff and the the real killer feature is you can do this thing in twitter called pinning the list and uh it doesn't really seem that important but if you use the the official like twitter mobile app basically what that does is like you have your feed and then it just makes tabs for each of your lists and you can just swipe so you can swipe between really so i have so you like, get,
0: like basically alternate home feeds exactly huh
1: and then okay, you can so what do you, you have can group in terms them of up lists yeah so like i have like so the main thing i tweet about on twitter is like ruby and rails stuff mm-hmm. in the same way that you're, you know, doing your Laravel and uh, mm-hmm. PHP stuff, right? So I just like dump all the people from the rails community. There's like 500 accounts or whatever. Put that in a list. I give it a little rails, you know, ruby emo- emoticon is the the name. Uh-huh. And then when I want to see what's going on in rails world and find conversations I can jump into, I just like swipe off my main feed, which is like my curated, you know, aesthetic list of ex- exactly what I want and then like I'm in mm-hmm. the rails the Rails space. And so I'm way more liberal to about who I put on those lists. Yeah, so if for it's like, sure. oh, Yeah, this person tweets, you know, uh, you know, drunk most of the time, but like one out of every 10 tweets is like good. Right. So that's more of like the firehose thing. And I can just like scroll through. I don't try to, you know, read every message, mm-hmm. uh, in there. And then I have another list that's, like, uh, people that I know in real life are, like, non-tech <laughs> friends, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, I still want to see what they do, but it's going to get lost in the, you know, the other the other feeds. And then uh, I have another list that's, like, uh, I, I give it the, like, the spicy pepper emoji that's, like, <laughs> these are people that I don't even necessarily want to, like, show that I'm following sometimes because it's, like, you know, hot takes and shit posts everywhere. And, like, I think some of that is, like... I don't know. I like it, but uh, it's nice that it's like in a tab. I have to like kind of go over and like choose to uh, choose to engage with it.
0: Okay. So that makes way more sense to me. Why? Because from my perspective, it seems like you're real active on Twitter. Like I'm always seeing you show up in people's replies and stuff, but yep. I, I will look at your feed and notice you're only following 30 people. And I'm like, how is he? like how does he see all of this stuff if he's only following 30 people? Yeah. So that is how you do it, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean the other the other thing that people will sometimes recommend is like using Tweetdeck, which Twitter mm-hmm. bought some years ago, which like mm-hmm. makes all these different columns. Right. I think that's fine and I was doing that for a while when I was um when I was running a, a different account, which is a different story that's uh, related to like uh, fantasy football, um, <laughs> but I like the list because it works on the mobile app too. And I'll be honest, like I probably spend more time on my phone on Twitter than than I should.
0: Yeah. So are you a, are you pretty basic? Do you use the web app and Twitter for iPhone? Uh,
1: yes. Except yep. I have Twitter for Android. But
0: oh, okay. Yeah, I'm that's a green, exactly Green Bubbler. Yeah, that's exactly how I do it. I use the web app and I use Twitter for iPhone. Um, I've tried tweet deck but i just didn't i don't know i didn't get into it i didn't love it that much i don't and i think part of it is i'm not very strategic right so i'm not like a social media manager and i need to watch all of these hashtags or yeah monitor mentions of your brand that's definitely no more for yeah i'm kind of just out there hanging out and so i really like the web app for that instead the other like secret you know uh spicy
1: reason that lists are good is uh, it gives you like a really safe way of uh, like politely not following someone so tell me right? more because like someone might see me and they're like oh i thought we were friendly but you don't follow me and it's like oh i, I just use lists and you're on a list and uh, don't worry you know don't worry about it because <laughs> you can have you can, all, all my lists are private too like you know you can have oh, public or private lists oh okay so, so it's that- really like you you have like this great like out for you know like if you ever have a social faux pas of like, right how come you're not following me and and you know am i not cool enough to be in your your thing it's like oh no like i just you know you're on you're on a list don't worry about
0: it uh, okay so that makes a lot more sense cuz i thought i'll get these notifications sometimes it's like so and so's added you to the list php Yep. and so i guess i assumed that all lists were public yeah
1: they can yeah. be and like for, you know and some for some like it doesn't particularly make sense for it to be private, but right. I don't know. I just I just mark them private, less to less to deal with.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, tell me what um, before we talk about like strategies and stuff. What is your I guess what's your goal or why are you on Twitter or why do you like it? Like, what are you working towards, if anything?
1: Yeah, and I think it's kind of interesting because. I'd say like you and I are very similar, except like there's kind of one uh, thing that I think is sort of a key difference and that like you're mm-hmm. kind of building and running your own thing. And uh, I'm not at the moment, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working uh, at a company and I like working there. But uh, I don't know, like I think it was our good friend who uh, we've mentioned before here, Adam Wathan. he talked about like how his Twitter account was like a, a spring that he just kept compressing pushing and compressing. pushing and pushing, yep. and compressing and i like that i like thinking about it as like an asset like this mm-hmm. is an asset that i have is like some kind of distribution thing and even if i don't have anything in particular it's like it never hurts to have uh, right. to have that so that's like the i don't know like the more ruthless thing uh the other reason is just like making connections like like this i mean one of my one of my best friends in real life like i met basically doing the same thing on twitter like i tweeted something <laughs> about like hey i'm working on the side project uh you know and he was like oh cool like do you want to like get coffee and talk about that and i was like oh okay and then we happened to you know live in the same area and it's like oh yeah we've been friends and have worked together at you know different jobs and have game nights and stuff and it's like so yeah cool. like this this just works for me
0: i love that i've met up with i've met up with a few um twitter friends as they've come through dallas and it's always like it's always a blast. And yeah. Wouldn't have ever happened, obviously, if I wasn't, you know, putting myself out there on Twitter. So I fully agree with that. It's cool that you met somebody in your area that you can actually hang out with. So that's yeah. That's like when cool. I first
1: started, that was actually kind of all I was doing. I was like, I was only following people that were developers, sort of like in Indianapolis, or uh, you know, doing it that way. And that was like my first like little little niche. And then eventually it switched around a little bit more. And especially now that so much Stuff is like remote now. Like the barrier is way lower. Like if you think about five years ago, like you and I probably, uh, at least me, I would personally like have more hangups about like I'm going to get on of like a video call with someone I've never met before, right? (laughs) And now it's just like oh yeah, like I do you know ten of these a week or whatever.
0: Yeah, big time. Yeah, and I think there's for you were talking about like um, kind of the asset side of it. I feel like it's a good. Um, public record, right? It's a good mm-hmm. proof of work. It's good, um, like you said, long-term resume kind of thing. So it's, it's for me, I found it helpful when I'm talking to other people or like, let's say, pitching something for Laracon, like to be able to point to stuff that I have done in the past and have it be out there and be public as like a, yeah, you know, a timestamp. I quantity. did this thing. You've been
1: risked, right? It's not like, you know, you're going to get on the screen and, 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 you know, start doing something weird or abnormal for the community. Right. You you kind of know what's happening.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a big, um, and, and rarely discussed aspect of Twitter is other people can look at it and get a sense of, um, like the proof of work, like who you are, what you've done, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I and mean, it it goes back to kind of what we talked about a little earlier of just like networking too, right? I mean, you know as uh, once you once you realize that like networking is about making friends and then you also realize that like the best way to get a job or uh, get help or you know find some early users or customers is like to ask your friends, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this makes a lot of sense, right i mean i can I can tell like the brief story of like how I uh, joined arrows, which is like. Uh, you know, Daniel and, uh, Benedict are the, the founders and they have a podcast and I listened to their podcast mm-hmm. and I sent them a tweet and was like, Hey, I like your podcast. And then like, they both followed me. And then we started DMing and they're like, Oh, we're trying to hire somebody. Uh, and the timing was actually not good at the time. <laughs> uh, so we didn't do anything, but I was like, Oh, maybe check back in like 90 days. And then they did. And it was like, Oh, cool, well, you guys know me uh, from Twitter. And they're like, yep, we know you from Twitter. We know you from your blog. Like, do you want to come work here? And I was like, okay. Sure. (laughs) Like, that's so completely different than some of the experiences you see of, hey, I've got to do these, like, algorithm quizzes, or I have so many interviews, or I have to, you know, go through a recruiter, or I submitted to 500 job boards and didn't hear back anything. It's like, I, I don't know. Like, there's something there's something that like feels really good about knowing that like I could get, you know, 10 job offers in a week if mm-hmm. I wanted to just because of relationships that I built with, uh, with people.
0: Yeah, that, that's a huge thing. And I've heard, um, I've heard Ben Ornstein talk about that on the art of product where he has just talked about like, now that he's in the role of hiring people, he just kind of, you know, follows some people on Twitter and DMs them and and just like has all of these connections, so that yeah. when somebody is ready, it's like, oh yeah, I've talked to Ben, I know Ben, I'm gonna go talk to him about a job. Yeah, and that it was that it was the
1: same way too. Like I my before I worked at Arrows, I worked at a consulting agency like really similar to Titan for the the Laravel people. Oh nice. Um, and it was the same way. It was like if I go to a couple meetups around town, it's like a lot of the developers know me, and so when their company is like, Oh yeah, we need extra help. It's like, Oh, well I know that like Matt works at this place and Matt is, uh, you know, he gets it and it's like, Oh, okay. Like I can make an intro there. And then like, boom, there we go. Like that, that was, that was, uh, you know, like the local version
0: of Twitter. Right. Yeah. Which has been gone for the past couple of years now, but yeah, I think you're totally right when you like, I haven't ever done any like, um, you know, networking events, because like you said, that's just not really a thing Sounds that terrible. we do. And it does sound terrible. And it's not in my wheelhouse. Um, but it's funny, because we, you know, as as uh, as a Twitter slash developer culture, we dunk on LinkedIn all the time. And rightly so. It's terrible. But I do feel like Twitter is just a big networking party, but it's way more fun and it's yeah. a networking party where like everybody seems to be doing something cool and we're all just talking about like oh hey that thing you did was cool look at this thing and oh that yeah. guy is doing something awesome and
1: yeah it's like it's it's because i think it's one level divorced from like your work self and it's not like hard to see where people work or mm-hmm. uh do that but like i don't know linkedin always is like very uh corporate and twitter is always like that one level
0: Lower. I, I feel yeah. it's like
1: it's like the off topic Slack channel versus like the Slack <laughs> yeah. channel.
0: Yeah. It's where all the degenerates hang out instead of over on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um,
1: the nice part of- I will
0: say about LinkedIn is that when
1: you post stuff on LinkedIn, I did do a little bit of uh, posting on LinkedIn. I would just like, you know, syndicate stuff that I was posting on Twitter on LinkedIn. Sometimes the nice part about LinkedIn is like, I don't know if it's because there's so much junk on there, but they like recycle posts in the feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Twitter, like once it kind of like scrolls off, it's like gone forever. Right. Unless right. like you, you know, self retweeted or like somebody else posted or whatever, but on LinkedIn, it's like, uh, every couple days it like cycles back and it's like, oh, you'll see a post from like three weeks ago from, from people. Oh, weird. So it can be, it can be helpful, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I haven't had nearly the, the success or fun to be honest. The only thing that's fun about LinkedIn is like intentionally like, uh, you know, <laughs> mocking like. Playing uh, their the, game. Yeah, the like corporate like broetry of like <laughs> let me tell you a story about Yeah, you know, turns how out I that was so my hard. interviewer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> and then everyone clapped. That happened. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, so speaking of arrows, your your boss, Daniel, the green dot on Twitter, recently was te- telling everyone that Twitter's no fun. He's like, Twitter's no fun, where should we go to next? What is going on over there? I don't are know. you not are you not preaching the Twitter gospel inside he's, the company you work at? He's
1: just he's just mad that I have more followers than him now. That is probably that right. That means that you know, bigger number better person. I get to take that over exactly. the company.
0: And congratulations on your new role as CEO yes. by, by the way. That's amazing for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was it was really it was really triumphant. I tweeted, you know, a screenshot of my follower count and said thank you <laughs> something that I know you love
0: yeah if you have any questions, direct them to my assistant Daniel <laughs> yep. okay let's talk uh let's talk like stuff we actually tweet about so I think one thing that you wanted to talk about that i we didn't cover on that other show was the code screenshots, which yep. I love, and it sounds like you have thoughts on so tell me your capital T thoughts on code screenshots
1: um I think they're I think they're really useful and even though they're kind of like, uh, you know, flavor of the month a little bit and Mm -hmm. who knows, uh, how long you're gonna stick around, but the, the really nice part I think is that compared to like a blog post, like you really have to drill down into like the meat of what you're trying to say and you have to demonstrate it in code. And that always has like resonated with me as like the best way of like having an argument or like showing a technique anyways, instead of Mm -hmm. writing paragraphs about this design architecture or whatever, it's like, show me the code. And like, then you can sort of see how it works and and see what you like about it. Um, So, yeah, I think it's, it's a really interesting, uh, I don't, I don't even know like where it came from. I mean, I I think I I I first saw it, uh, you know, like on the, the refactoring UI, Adam and Steve come up with, with, you know, with Steve going from like zero to like 100k, a doing million, his, his doing his hot
0: f- tips, yeah,
1: hot tip stuff. Um, so really, I'm just like drafting. Uh,
0: oh, we drafting all are, here. yeah. everybody is drafting off of Adam and Steve. Um, okay, so I like that. It's it's a it uh, it's a forcing function, right? It makes it forces you to be succinct and valuable. Whereas a blog post you can ramble and I do ramble in blog posts. Um, What about um, like training because you have to, it has to come from somewhere. Right. And that's the other good part I think is it's a lot of what I see in code tips on Twitter clearly comes from somebody working in some app, encountering some problem and tweeting like the solution. And so how do you, like, where do yours come from? How do you think about them? And do you take any steps along the way to like evaluate? Is this, is this good? Or do you just say like, oh, it's cool. I'm going to tweet it. So kind of what's your process from beginning to end there? Yeah, I, I kind of like to think
1: about this as like, you have to develop uh, mm-hmm. like content brain, which means yeah. like you understand what makes uh, good content. And then like, you start seeing it all the time. Um, and at least that's how it works for me. It's like, I don't, I don't think that, uh, even if you, uh, I'll, I'll say, I know that even if you said, Hey, like, don't actually be a working engineer anymore, just like, uh, make educational content that like, I wouldn't sort of be able to do it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, uh, that style. Um, and I know because whenever I try to like stick to some kind of schedule, uh, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't go well. Like, I'm Correct. just like, this is a chore. I don't want to do this. Um, Yeah, but so all my stuff is like, uh, I'm working on some actual problem at work, and it's, I don't know, like eventually you just sort of develop an intuition of like every time I look up something in the docs or like use an option for a method that is not like the absolute bog standard, it's like this is probably something that I could share and that somebody won't know. I mean, like I just had one today, I was like writing a migration, and in Rails when you write a migration, um you can set a foreign key and sometimes you want to set a foreign key to a table where the name of the table doesn't match the name of the model. Mm-hmm. Right? So like you have a submission and you want to have a like submitted by ID, mm-hmm. but that needs to like get foreign key to your user table, right? It's like, oh, well, how do you do that? Um well you there's this option that's kind of like hidden three levels deep where you say like <laughs> foreign key, like two table users. It's like, oh, okay. Like that's a tip right there. Uh, you know, that'll do, that'll do numbers on Twitter. Um, so it's just really pulling that stuff out. I mean, my workflow is like, I just have like super analog. I just have a notebook and I just start writing that stuff down and then, oh, really, uh, just a little placeholder. And then eventually when I am, uh, slacking off or, Mm -hmm. uh, get the energy to like batch them up, I'll do like three or four at a time.
0: Well now that you're CEO, your job is basically just to post all the time. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So all you keep you keep right. an actual list going so yeah. that you can so you uh, yeah, I guess you're not uh you're not ginning up content. Like you're not creating content out of thin air, but you do have a stash um like a buffer, but you don't actually use buffer. You have a pen and paper buffer of stuff that you want to tweet at some point. Yeah.
1: And I don't like Sometimes like I'll, I'll collect like right now I just turn to my notebook here. Like I have like three or four things that are just, like, these are good candidates. Uh, and just depending on like if I get around to doing it or like what's going on in my life, like I may or may not do any of them. And I don't, I don't like, you know, keep a, a huge running list. I could flip back like 10 pages and there's like a list of five other ones that I never, uh, never They've been around, around to either. But there is a little bit of, um, like creating from nothing where, and this is just from my background, both as like you know working at a company and before that like working at an agency where it's like all client stuff. It's like you can't just post your client's code. Correct. Uh, sometimes, so uh, sometimes it's like okay, like that example I just gave with migration. It's like that's one where you probably can just like literally copy paste what you wrote, right. but you probably will simplify it. But there is sometimes a little bit of like you need to create a minimal reproducible sample that really highlights like. The core of what you what you would want to do,
0: yeah, so there is kind of an art to it. i mean you if you have seen the content with your content brain, what's the next step? because you have to you do have to translate a little bit between like um the the thing that you found in the code that you were working on and then the nugget. That is useful, helpful, and could help other people without the context of um, your entire application. Because you do want to help other people with this thing that you just discovered. So, what's the step from there? One
1: thing that I like to do is sort of uh, show the contrast. So, show like to show why something is useful. You kind of have to know like what was what's the alternative. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets a little bit tricky and you have to have some like intuition of like, Oh, most people or a new Mm -hmm. person might solve it in this way, but like you should really do it this way. Right. So with our, if if we just point back to our like foreign key example, it's like, well, somebody might just say, Oh, well, this is just going to be called the user ID column. And then like, maybe I'll like add an alias that says that, you know, submitted by, you know, calls user under the hood. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, well, you know, that that will work and that's kind of a uh like a naive way of doing it it's like well if you do it like this like what's the benefit like you can look at them side by side and be like oh yeah it is cleaner that you can call them like the submitter that's a better like more descriptive name and so now that like kind of helps me um hone in on like what it is like why someone would take this tip and be like oh my gosh this is great i'm gonna like go use that today in my app
0: so it's almost like uh putting yourself in the shoes of the other person being empathetic and seeing like, why would anyone else find this useful? And you have to, I mean, that's what Steve did with the refactoring UI tips is he would do the before and after. And the before was always like what you and I would have designed, right. As, as non-talented developers, we would have said, you know, label value, label value. And Steve's like, well, you could do it this way. And that really took us from our way to, to Steve's way. Yeah,
1: you have to know with, with all these things like, you know, I think it's you have to have some foundational like understanding of like what you're trying to show and then also like what the what the community or like what the what the sort of audience like where they're at too cuz like obviously if you do a tweet that's like, "Hey, did you know that if you're printing out five variables, you can like use a for loop instead?" like, "Look, it's so much better." It's like that's not that's not quite it, but I don't know, and if you struggle with that, like sometimes you can even just use yourself as a uh, like past reference, like yourself from not even you know yourself from six months ago, or whatever you know cliche thing people always say about you should always be disappointed in the code to, you yeah. wrote a year. It's like whatever. Um, Seems harsh. <laughs> just, just like think about like oh yeah, like I made this change five minutes ago, and like I like this better. It's like oh okay, well oh, yeah, your that's a good one.
0: As you're as you're refactoring. You can right see the thing that you refactored from and the re- the thing that and you if you're, refactored And If you're new
1: to. to it, like you won't notice these, but once you start looking for it, I think most you know intermediate to senior developers like are subconsciously doing this all the time. And yeah, uh, so you'll start like building the muscle, and then you'll just see it everywhere, and you'll be like, oh yeah, like I don't have to worry about like coming up with blog post ideas because it's like I can literally just write about the interesting parts of what I did. You know, this week, and there's more ideas than I'll actually have time to even, uh, you know, create.
0: Yeah, and then you put them into. I think I saw you used to use Carbon, but you use Show Code now, and you drop them in there and format them all yeah. up.
1: Yep. So Carbon now is like the the one that you see everywhere that does the, you know, the the pretty little black rectangle with the weird like Mac OS, uh, <laughs> you know, close and minimize uh, traffic light. Uh, thing <laughs> in the in the top and then you click on the unsplash thing and search for like gradient and you know find some cool looking thing um but yeah yeah I found this other app that's called showcode and it has a lot nicer syntax highlighting you can do multiple files it's like actually designed for making these types of like twitter screenshots which I don't I mean maybe the carbon uh, one was but like it just hasn't been updated in like 10 years
0: yeah yeah. It's, so it's showcode.app and it's amazing. And a win for the Laravel team is created by one of the guys in the Laravel community. So um, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Syntax highlighting is great. And I think you can do with his, I think you can do multiple files in a sing- in a single screenshot, which is cool. So you can put like your routes and your controller and kind of show Make yeah. it easier to show across a couple different things.
1: Um, yeah, especially for like Rails and and Laravel, where it's like you, you know sometimes you've got you know your model and then you want to show how you use it in a in a, exactly. a view or a, a blade template, and uh, yeah, you can have you can have the separate files and then have like separate syntax highlighting uh, uh-huh. for each of them and, and all that. Yeah, it's, it's good. Good app. Very good app. Good job, Steve. Um, do so that's you one worry? Part that's that's like the screenshot part. Yeah. Like, And there's actually, I I see it as like, there's kind of three things in my mind that like go into it. So there's the screenshot, there's the, like the text of the tweet, which is needs to, I think needs to be like one sentence, uh, Mm -hmm. that sort of summarizes what the thing is. Um, so, you know, in, 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 the case of our hypothetical migration, you know, thing, it might be like, um, like more readable references, um, when, you know, foreign keying to different table or something. Okay. You know, th- th- that would need to be uh, workshopped because uh, <laughs>
0: we're live. We're live on the air, so you're under yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of pressure yeah. here. Yeah,
1: yeah. I always also pick an emoji, but I just like using emojis, so I'll find some emoji that either like ties in or like is just a random emoji because mm-hmm. I think it's it's fun. Um,
0: so what's the deal with the one sentence only thing? I think it just fits the the platform of
1: Twitter better than like typing up, uh, you know hundred and hundred and eighty characters and then like s- squeezing it in. Right. Um, it's, it's just, it's like the headline, right? So the, the other thing, and maybe this contributes to that is the other thing I do. The third thing is uh, that I've started doing somewhat recently is um, I always link to my blog, which has like a tips page that has like the exact same stuff, but oh, like really? a little bit more.
0: So okay. it'll have like, this code is new to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah and And the thing is on Twitter, the nice part I think is like when you have the screenshot, it doesn't unfurl the link right so the mm-hmm. link doesn't get in the way, but it's it's there's a link uh there, and so that's where I put uh, like the other stuff like the the two paragraphs of like here's the context or like here are the like the obvious you know the answers to the first obvious uh you know annoying reply guys that are like, well, what about this case and <laughs> you know and you can like link to the actual documentation page for this and uh, you know the code is there in a more accessible way where you can you know highlight it and uh, you know do all that stuff instead of like trying to like reverse OCR from a from an image you know
0: okay this is I mean you're not messing around i'm I'm scrolling through your your feed and this is exactly what you do you've got i'm looking at january 19th you have an emoji check mark and it says backup critical rail model validations at the database level with add check constraint you have a link to boringrails.com. then you have a screenshot uh 20 retweets 130 likes goodness and then uh the next day you've got a blue box emoji that says need a value from your Rails app and your stimulus controller, but don't want to pass it. Try using a meta tag. Boring Rails screenshot. Ten retweets, a hundred likes. I mean, this is like you're for real. This is a yeah. This is a formula. There's a formula, and
1: the the reason I started doing the um, like the articles to mm-hmm. to link to is like they're way more durable. So yes, uh, the tweet kind of like goes away. And like, so let's say I spend like 30 to 45 minutes, like thinking of, and like crafting an example, like Mm -hmm. I want to get it out on Twitter and that's where it's going to like, you know, get the like spike, but I don't want to just throw that away. And like, nobody's going through Twitter tips from three years ago. So I just like expand on it a little bit, turn it into like a mini article. And these are not, these are not like you know the things you write like I write some of those too like five thousand like yeah. words, epic everything you need to know about uh you know background jobs and rails or whatever right uh, this is more like like a dev two post or I mean it's
0: not nothing we're talking maybe 10 paragraphs here with yeah five five code Even then, samples
1: like in it's here. all it, it's it, like once you get into a rhythm too it's like okay like hey I'm gonna write like two paragraphs about like what what's the context like how do you use this? I could probably write another paragraph about like, what are the options? And then like, here's like references and like prior art to,
0: you know, to this stuff. Um, So you've already done so much of the, I like this. I like this because you've already done so much of the mental work, right? You've already done the, um, like the hard part of thinking about how do I frame this? How can I fit this into a tweet with my code sample that it's like, I don't know, What's half a step more. Yeah, it's half a step more to just flesh it out a little bit. All the stuff that you purposely removed for the tweet, you just put back in, and now right. you've got yourself you got yourself an article.
1: The other nice thing that I really like about that, and was one of the items you had on there, like I think you said, like you proofread your code bits like a, a, a ton because you want a ton. to make sure that it works. Like I'm like the opposite; like I don't really do that hardly at all. Like I just don't mm-hmm. worry about it and some of the reason is because like I can edit the blog post if I like screw something up too bad. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't edit. I mean, you, you could just, you know, delete the, the tweet or whatever uh, yeah. and, and repost, but it's like, no one is like, actually copy pasting from your Twitter screenshot anyways. So mm-hmm. uh, if you have the blog post that has the code on it, like you can always, uh, you know, issue a correction uh, later and, and do it that way.
0: Yeah. Do you ever worry? Um, I don't know much about the algorithm. I've heard people say if you link out, Twitter will not surface your tweet as much or give it as much juice. That's not something that I worry about. Is that something you think about? Mm, no, not really. I, I think okay. that even
1: if it did, like the benefits are, uh, th- there's like outside benefits from having that content, right? So I can yeah. tell you about like the entire like boring rails you know content machine. It, it's just me, but uh, you know. So, yeah, so I do I do those way, I do those rails, tips right.
0: It's a great name. I love. The oh, thank name. you.
1: Um, so I do that tip right. Okay. So now that's a post. It's like a small blog post on boring rails, right? Mm-hmm. But like now I can submit that to the Ruby and the Rails Reddits, right? Because those places mm-hmm. don't they don't like Twitter links. Nobody right. Nobody likes Smart. sharing Twitter links because that's like the most blatant self promotion of like look at this thing i tweeted like come look at it
0: <laughs> everyone love me and, and yeah. it's the
1: same thing like i i'm just so lazy it's like i've already got i already know what the title on the reddit's going to be because it's the same as the title on the tweet and it's the same as the blog post mm-hmm. title it takes literally 5 minutes uh, to go do that um you post it to there right okay so what happens in and maybe it's similar in laravel but what happens in the rails world in the ruby world is um there's like one big newsletter. And that's Ruby weekly. And that is like the winner take all that has been around for 12 years, whatever has 50,000 people. And it's like, well, where does Ruby weekly get all of its content? It's like, well, they just go to the Reddit and they like sort by, you know, this week top voted. Uh, and then there's, there's another, this is like a Ruby specific one. There's like another, uh, offshoot of that, where you can like submit links. So basically you, you get, then you get your, your, what was a ephemeral tweet turns into like a small blog Mm -hmm. post that then has like three or four posts to the various Reddits. And then that gets into the submission queue for this newsletter. And, uh, maybe it's different in Laravel, but for a while it was, there was like a drought of content in Ruby. Right. So it's like, it's like basically like everything I post, like it's put into this newsletter. I don't have to do anything like that goes out to another, Uh, 50,000 people. Then, then you hit the long tail of like Google search stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then Google starts picking up, uh, you know, your, your blogs, like, like, so I don't care too much about the, uh, numbers, but I think it's somewhat illustrative that, uh, like I look at the Google search console and I get like a hundred thousand search impressions on my tips on Google. Seriously. It's like, I am the, like the number two rank for like all these obscure rails queries right it's like active record left outer join it's like, oh I have like the number two spot on on Google right it's like from a huh from an article like that like feature flagging rails it's like I have like the number one spot for that
0: and are both of those tiny tips did both of those originate from yeah see this is great okay this is uh, this this is Giga brain right here because I don't like I'll tweet something. And that's it. Like yep. okay, so uh, slightly true, slightly false. When I write a giant article like the MySQL geo searching or uh, deferred pagination, pagination, what I'll do is I'll write the article first. But we're talking like two, three thousand words. So who who has the time? So I'll write the article first, and then I'll come to Twitter, and. Um, in the first tweet, I'll put like the headline and a link to it so that that the thread haters can just go straight to the article because mm-hmm. that's great. I, I also don't love threads. And so I give them the link, they go to the article. Then below it, I'll put all of the following, like I'll kind of spin out the article um, as a, a thread. Right. But for the, uh, for the little throwaway tips, like the, Hey, this is super cool. I just discovered it. There's nothing. I don't have anything. I don't link back to anything. And it, and I don't know what your tech setup is, but if it's anything like mine, I can write a Markdown post and push it to GitHub and it's live in like five minutes. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm not doing this because yeah, you're throwing away all of I'm your, I'm throwing away the, all the brain work. Yeah. yeah. I've already done the brain work, which is the hard part. I guess, I guess it's, it's helpful. And so Sorry. one one of the hangups I had
1: too was like, I, I, I like writing those like mega articles too. Um, and I didn't want to have like boring Rails be um, like every developer's blog where like they uh, just write random posts like here's a tutorial right. on yeah. on this thing right and so all that I needed to do like for myself was like I just put the tips on like slash tips and like That's those exactly are different things what I was about to and say, I have yeah. slash articles and like so to me an article is like here's the definitive five thousand word post on this topic and the tip is like. You know, here's a little blurb that is only slightly longer than my Twitter account. In case you right. uh, are coming from Google, or you don't like Twitter, or uh, you want to link to uh, a blog post instead of you know a six-month-old tweet.
0: Right. Yes. That is. That was exactly. I was first advocating for this, and then I was going to talk against it. But now, with the separate, um, with the separate category, it's almost like you give it space. Like you give it a name to be. Short, sweet little tips, and it doesn't mm-hmm. pollute. You know, pollute. It doesn't pollute the articles that you put so much of yourself yeah, into. Yeah,
1: and you can you can choose. Like, I have a separate RSS feed, like for the articles and the tips, and then like everything. So it's like you can yeah. you can pick what you want. Like, I have a, I have a, a newsletter, but I only send the newsletter stuff for the articles. I don't send it for the the tips. Maybe I should because I haven't published an article in like a year, but. Uh, that's a ch- that's okay, a choice that you can make. You can decide like if you want if you want if you want like a couple times a week to be sending stuff, you can do that. Right. If you want to batch it up and say like once a quarter I'm sending out uh, this epic blog post and in the meantime like follow on Twitter or you know, look on the the Reddits or look on uh, this tips page for the like the quick hits.
0: What what else is What's, what else is going on in this content machine? Because I don't have an email list. So you've got, it sounds like you have a, a whole pipeline down. So what else is there that I'm not seeing?
1: I think that, that that's pretty much it. I mean, I have I have a, a mailing list, collects um, collects emails under the guise of like, if you would like to be notified when I post new stuff, come mm-hmm. in here. Um, one thing that, that I've been meaning do you to do- share
0: how big that is?
1: Uh, there's like two or 3,000 people on it.
0: Man, that's great.
1: Um that was when I first started the blog that was like what I use as my metric like I don't I didn't put like Google Analytics I was just like yeah. I'll just use this like this is the ultimate uh end goal for this part of the project is like do people care enough that they're going to subscribe to the the email list and and you can you can just do that One so thing historically that I, have oh, you
0: only sent it for have you only sent emails for new articles or have you done Yeah. Okay. I've just done the articles. I've thought about um you're gonna you're gonna uh,
1: see really how truly lazy I am. I've thought about like maybe I should like once a month collect up all the tips and say here's you know here's the March tips or whatever. I think yeah. that would be fine. Um, to be honest, like I have I, I got over the like two thousand limit on Mailchimp for the free. Uh, the free plan and I haven't moved it over to anything yet. And I don't want to pay, even though I'm sure I could find a way to generate $9 of uh, you know, value or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and
0: if you didn't, I think you could absorb it. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd be fine.
1: I, I think if you, if you really wanted to like, you know, gigabrain, uh, flywheel optimized thing, right. if you use uh, review, which is the Twitter, uh, the newsletter app, the Twitter bot. Okay. Um, they have a, because they're owned by Twitter, you can get a uh, like opt-in form right on your twitter profile you might have seen yeah
0: that i have seen that yeah
1: so the other thing about that is i think it's free for like 10,000 so like eventually one day that's my plan is to like migrate off of mailchimp the other thing you can do too is if you like still having them on mailchimp but you want that sign in thing there's like apps that will like you like basically have like a dummy newsletter on review people can sign up from it twitter pulls and then them it out. just like yeah pulls them into your
0: convert kit course or whatever yeah yeah that's definitely gig- giga brain
1: okay so do i'm not 100 think- sure on that because like i personally have never like clicked on any of those Me things either. um the nice like it does give you another like number if you think that numbers help like you can turn it to show how many subscribers so it's like oh there's like five thousand people that get this email list like right that's like some social proof
0: um i don't know yeah you have to get you have to bootstrap your way past the part where it's embarrassing though. You yeah, can't yeah, turn it on and say you've got 32 yeah. people. But you on you can list. turn it off
1: too. You don't, you don't yeah. have to show. So no one has to see that you have 12 people on your, your mailing right. list.
0: So uh, two things. I think, one, I think
1: that's like everything as far as like all the pieces of my, uh, you know, content machine it's, it's uh, yeah, there's like Twitter is the first, the first step. Then that flows out into uh, the blog and then those get, Cross-posted in the the most like lazy but uh, not spammy ways to right. uh, to Reddit. Um, I, for a while, I was also doing on Dev too. There's like an RSS importer, mm-hmm. and they give you like canonical backlinks, so you can try that. I, I haven't didn't have much success with that. And then all like all that stuff tries to like feed back into either like subscribe to the newsletter or on the blog. In the footer, there's links that are like, if you like this post, you'll like my Twitter account, like that links to the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's my like yeah. kind of closed looped uh, system. Um, two, we'll do three questions. We'll do two questions. One, first one is, do you think the mailing list has been worth it? Should I set that up? It's always nice to have. Like I don't,
1: for, for the amount of effort it takes, it doesn't, doesn't seem like you'd ever have like a negative ROI. As long as you're, as long as you're on like you know the free tier of something, and you're not, you don't end up paying five hundred dollars a month, you know, to yeah,
0: to never send anything. To never send. Okay, I buy that. Question it, solved.
1: It feels it feels like if you ever want to transition, uh, and do like a more direct call to action, like you would want to have a mailing list, right? Yeah. Like in the future, when I have the like boring rails, you know, forty nine dollars ebook or whatever, mm-hmm.
0: I'll want to do email stuff. So it's nice right. that I. It's nice that I have it's it. Nice that you've already started it. Yep, that makes perfect sense to me. I'm gonna
1: set and that like, up. If, if you want to frame it like not as a like ruthless business person, like some people just prefer getting email. Some people prefer RSS. So like if you just put your stuff on there, like it gives people the freedom to actually uh, choose. So if someone wants to know everything I post, but they hate Twitter because they think it's you know the, the toxic cesspool that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like that's fine. Like I'll email you or you plug into your, you know, feedly account, my, my thing, or you look at the Reddit.
0: Yep. I buy that. I also need to set up RSS clearly. Um, next question. Where do you get these illustrations done for your blog posts, these little icons? Cause they all have like a, the same theme. Yeah. I just make them
1: in Figma. Oh really? Um, they're mostly, I use like the Twitter, um, emoji pack mm-hmm. and you can like download all the Twitter emojis as an SVG cool. And then they're, they're, they're really nice. And even on some of them, like all the different pieces of the emoji are like separate SVG things. Mm, So you can like, Oh, I can like change the color or like, you know, take the star eyes from the like star eye emoji Mm -hmm. and like, you know, uh, rotate them around. So it looks a little bit different. So I do that. And then my goal is that they, uh, this is probably terrible podcast content because no one can (laughs) see them, but I I wanted them to kind of look like uh, like stickers, like they the, look like exactly laptop, like stickers, laptop stickers. So, yep. I just like pick the emoji that I want to use and then like group everything and then do like an outer uh, outer border or whatever right. that's like black and one that's white and then it, you know, looks close enough
0: to a uh, laptop sticker. Okay. Yep, this looks super cool. I love it. Yeah, it has a very it has a very cohesive um, like put together feel yeah. this whole BoringRails.com stuff. Can I do that side. I do that
1: for the articles? you know, same, same as you, like if you're going to spend, you know, hours writing a 5,000 yeah. word post, it's worth spending like an hour making a nice like header image and getting the social preview card thing. All, all good. A lot of that stuff, you, it, it's, you said it once and then you're good to go.
0: Yeah. I have, um, recently been hand-making the preview cards for my my massive blog posts, I've been hand doing them in uh, Photoshop and I find I find that they're a lot catchier specifically for Twitter. Yeah. So then when I put it in that first tweet of what becomes a thread, then it's got this giant card that's like inertia server side rendering on vapor and people are yeah. like, oh yeah, th- I need that. I'll click on that. Yeah, so I find maybe I find weird, that to like, be a weird like I
1: like the smaller ones better actually. I like the one where it's like left hand side is the picture, and then there's like just the little card. It's like the compact.
0: Can you choose the way that it's connected? Yeah. Like when you paste a it's link, It's part of in? The, meta,
1: the meta tags for your like social graph thing, you can Man. you can say like use compact or use big one.
0: This is funny because I'm clearly like the dimwit, and you're the top wit, and we're doing the same <laughs> things, but yeah. but you know you just know so much more than I do. Why do you like the left hand only versus the giant one that takes over everybody's feed?
1: I don't know. It's it's kind of rude to take up the whole feed. I mean,
0: wow, just calling me out right there on my own no, show. Goodness. If I'm if I'm being
1: honest, <laughs> uh, that's how I like laid out the posts on my site, and so I just have to make uh, like it it it's you know one of those like Tailwind UI components of like a blog article. Yeah, and it's definitely easier for me to make a like a one hundred by one hundred, uh, you know, emoji that uh I, I turned into a sticker than like some weird landscape yeah. type thing and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like using uh text on it i think like yours are fine too like it, it works well where you have you know like uh the headline as, as part of it yeah i don't mm. know i just like the aesthetic of the the compact one better i
0: buy that it's it is a good and the stickers the stickers fit that theme quite well um so i buy that um, okay, let's talk about. Let's see what else is on this. We talked about code bits. Um, there are a few. You still have time. I mean, it's been an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you um, and I both
1: said I think like we could talk about this for six. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so new world record podcast. Seriously, let's. There are some things like we've already talked about. Everybody can do whatever they want, right? And none of this is prescriptive. This is just us talking about what we do. Um, so with that. With that in mind, there are a couple other things I think we can talk about. I think you've got on here deleting tweets. So do you do you tweet stuff and then sometimes pull it back, or is that if you make a yes. typo? Or okay, tell me yes, about that. Both. <laughs> tell tell me more. If I make a typo and I
1: kept, like I, I make tons of typos actually. Um, I'm like a, a fast typer, but not like an accurate uh, typer. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. It's like I'm one of those people that like. Uh, reads the word in my head as I'm like you know typing and so I I, I mix up words uh, you know like where and when and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: if it's too egregious, like I, I usually like immediately see it. I'm like, damn it, and I delete it. And it's sometimes actually uh, annoying because if you've if you've made one of these like formula code screenshot tweets that we talked about, it's mm-hmm. like oh it, you can't exactly just like uh, select all and copy and paste because it's like, oh, I had an image that I pasted in and I edited the alt text to like have all the code in it and uh, I have an emoji and that doesn't paste correctly and this link got shortened, so it's actually quite annoying. Um, so typos uh, make sense to me. We, we can go on a tangent on, on that briefly. One thing that is very cool that maybe not everybody knows is on Twitter you can, uh, just in the, the basic Twitter web app, you can schedule your tweets and that's a good way of Doing it, and you can even schedule it for like ten minutes from now if you don't actually want to schedule it. But you can see it, uh, and like you've clicked the tweet button, but it's like mm-hmm. it says schedule instead of tweet, and then like you'll immediately see your uh, your mistake.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So it gives you the the fear of having published without you can still actually go back and edit it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And then like you'll see it you'll see it in the interface as like this is scheduled to post, and then it'll look more like a tweet instead of like the yeah. the form or whatever. Um, so, so that's for like obvious mistakes. The other like deleting thing I do is um, because like we talked about earlier, like once the tweets like get off of the feed, they're kind of dead. Um, like I don't feel too bad about deleting them or if uh, like some not everything I tweet to is this like uh, exact formula code thing. Like sometimes I'll just like actually sure, want to have yeah. a discussion or ask a question or something. Uh, and sometimes like it doesn't go anywhere and I'll just like delete it and get rid of it. But the goal is like if someone comes to my profile and looks at my most recent tweets, like mm-hmm. it's good stuff. And so if there's bad stuff, like just get rid of it. If it didn't, if it didn't, interesting. Like, if it didn't live up to your standards, or you're like, eh, I, you know, uh, I, I wanted to just rant about something, you know. Like I had a tweet the other day that actually did really well and got tons of uh, people also commenting. It was about like how this one screen is going to ruin uh, Heroku because. Roku got acquired by Salesforce and they like mm-hmm. forced that everyone had to have two-factor authentication which is fine like you should do that it expires after like eight hours so you have Yikes. to always like every day
0: I saw I that open tweet, my app
1: yeah I want to open it and I have to and I like have to pull out my phone and like open my like Google Authenticator app and type this in and it's so damn annoying that's just like irrational but like that's going to be a reason why people are like I don't want to use this I'm going to go to like render or like flyo or something right um it's like, is that the, is that living up to my like ideal values of like tweeting good stuff and uh, mm-hmm. you know is that a Rails uh, stimulus hot but No, it's not. But so it's like, okay, like I I got the point across. Like I could delete that and I'd be fine. And you know, that's so someone interesting would, to me. Someone would come to my like someone that comes to my account next week and like clicks my my thing. Uh, clicks on my picture or whatever and scrolls down is like, Oh, like, this is like the Rails stuff that I am expecting and no, and I like, like, that's good. I will follow.
0: Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because you deleted it. You are like, uh, I don't know. You're, you're sending this, you're sending the sign that you're the rails only guy, but sometimes you, sometimes you tweet stuff that you then delete because it's off brand. So what's the story yeah. there? Like what's the calculus there? Oh, I don't know. There's not really there's not really, <laughs> really anything. frustrated by the two factor off.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like sometimes I'll just scroll through my own page and be like, "Eh, I don't want that on there. Or like that, that's, that wasn't as good as I thought it was when I
0: yeah. like,
1: made it and just, you know, clean it up.
0: Yeah. I buy that. That's interesting. I mean, you could, you could
1: delete everything you posted. That's more than like two months old and like, no one's even going to no ever care. Ever, notice. Uh, yeah. And, Maybe the obsessives would be like, "Wow, this account has a lot of followers, and they only have 500 tweets. Like, they must be really tweeting some good be, stuff." Must be
0: a bot or something. <laughs> yeah, I think actually there's a there are several services. I remember Mark Cuban talking about one back in the day about it's like all of his tweets would self destruct after 30 days or something. Yeah. Who he knows a whole why? App for that, he did CyberDust, yeah. and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. I tried it. It was awful. Those, actually, those accounts
1: are so interesting to me like Mark Cuban like Mark Cuban on Twitter right Dude's got 2 million followers probably or yep. something like that It's like I don't know if you ever if you ever wanna like feel good about your own like small Twitter it's like Seriously? just go look at his account and then like look at your account and it's like this guy tweets absolute garbage it's just like ads for Shark Tank which is a good show but Great show like, Who who needs to see that in their feed like it gets they they don't get uh nobody's commenting nobody's like and that's fine. Like for them, like Twitter has not is not a networking, friend making, cool space. Yeah. It's just a, you know, one one of the seven social networks that all their posts get gets indicated to. Yeah. Um, but it's just like it's so interesting the dynamics of that. Of like, yeah, my Twitter account uh, probably gets like uh, an outsized amount of like traffic and uh, people engaging with it, and like is is arguably more valuable than like the last generation of like rails people that might have 20,000 followers, but like now all they do is post about their, you know, breakfast burrito and, uh, you know, link out to their automated RSS thing. It's like, yep, they're, they, they have all these, uh, like followers that followed them 10 years ago that may or may not even be on the app anymore. They're certainly not the people like you and I that are like, uh, joking around and uh, you know, sort of engaging. Like they're, they're dead, basically. Like the account is dead. Yes. Like we have the like live accounts, and though even though we are smaller, there's like there's more energy, there's more excitement, there's more like value in like uh, being that size than having the largest uh,
0: audience. It, it does feel like there's a um, like a generation or like a you know a class year. Like they're the upperclassmen that have moved on, and where the you know the undergrads that are up and coming, and it does feel 100% feels that way. Even in the Laravel community, you can see some of that. Like the 2012 to 2016 class has kind of moved mm-hmm. on. Yeah, um, it's the same. Yeah. it's the same in Rails. And like a lot of those people uh, are great, and
1: like I loved their stuff when I was like on the come up. But uh, they're either not doing it. They've moved into engineering management. They work right. in Rust now. They like, uh, became extremely, uh, political or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, did that stuff. It's like, yeah, like I think, uh, you know, not to blow smoke up my ass, but like, I think I have like one of the more valuable, like rails, Twitter accounts and I have 5,000 followers. I don't have, uh, the size of following as these people, but, uh, you can, you can do more with less.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally buy that. And I have seen some of these people, um, Grow these huge accounts and then move on from the thing that I originally followed them for, yeah and it 's like that 's you know <laughs> that's that 's great for them um, i don 't want <laughs> i don 't want to trap people into doing rails for the rest of their lives, but um, and then it it does feel kind of weird because I do unfollow some of them sometimes because they 're no longer tweeting about the things that I want, I want to see anymore. And so that does feel, that does feel a little bit strange, but I will go back and like check on them sometimes to see what's,
1: it's very like the rails and the Laravel, like Twitter communities are, are very, uh, they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, but it's just it's kind of funny like to look at like Taylor on Twitter versus DHH on Twitter. I'll yeah. I'll just leave it at that, and uh, you can explore for for yourself and see like uh, which one looks like uh, is having more fun.
0: Yeah, Taylor Taylor on Twitter is great. Taylor's whole deal is he just he just wants to vibe and make everybody's life super great, and that's like my favorite thing in the world. It's yeah. just like hey, I know that. PHP kind of sucks and I'm gonna make it awesome, and I know that deploying apps kind of sucks and I'm gonna make it awesome. And he's he's just like, all right, surf and vibes, let's have some fun, Laravel rules. I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting about the the ghost the ghost accounts. Do you um do you do any of the uh, I don't know, like the do you buy into all of this whole building in public thing? Like I noticed, let's see what your bio says. I don't think it actually says, um, so your bio says Ruby on rails, stimulus, tailwind, Hotwire, building arrows. Dot two, all killer, no filler. Carl Pinkington. Never heard of that person is my spirit animal. Yeah, so, know you know, yeah, Well, I'll have to look that one up later. Um, so you don't have any like, you don't have the ring around your emoji that says, or around your profile picture that says like 37%. You don't no. have like hashtag IndieHacker, hashtag my, building. My and
1: MRR is a,
0: uh, right. Know, you don't have that location. Uh, uh, yeah. A chart up to, you know, 5k MRR or whatever. So yeah. Tell so, me some thoughts. of that, like
1: just kind of like doesn't apply. I mean, like I don't have my own, you know app that i'm building in public that i'm trying to grow that i you know i think that could be uh useful i mean i tweeted to uh to colleen the other the other day i said like the easiest way to get 10k mrr is to like take one of these uh like comfy like 120k remote jobs <laughs> yeah <laughs> right seriously like uh so like that's where i'm at at the moment so yeah like i don't have like mrr things to share um I, I do like sharing like stuff I'm working on. Uh, there was a little bit of time at Arrows where uh, I was working on a big feature that I kind of wanted to share a lot of, and it was just like uh, not not prudent to um, mm-hmm. just because like we were doing this big thing, and uh, you know, there's uh, there's competitors, and there's uh, like if customers are seeing stuff that doesn't end up getting you know right, or whatever, yeah. there's some of that, but for, for the most part. Um, like I can, you know, share what I'm and all that. I, I think some of that's cool. I think like actually generalizing it is probably more useful when you generalizing, mean, no? g- generalizing like something that I built right mm-hmm. into a, a, a tip or an article or gotcha. than, Yeah. then like strictly showing screenshots of my, uh, my app. I yeah, try, and I try to think about it as like, um, are you, uh, are you actually, uh, giving away like some knowledge? Are you like secretly like asking for something? And so some of the like build-in public stuff is like it's framed as like I'm giving you things, (laughs) but like really you're, you're just like stealthily asking people to like buy your product or like Mm -hmm. join your wait list or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like a really hard line to balance, I think. And uh, like, Hey, here's this cool feature that I'm building. Like, is that like, are you giving like uh, you know, giving someone the idea of how to do it or like showing you how to do it? Or are you really just like, advertising. And at the end of the day, it's the same thing with like the code tips, right? Like at the end of the day, I want you to like follow me so that I have more social influence and uh, can eventually like, uh, do my own grift and, uh, <laughs> you know, sell you a course or something. But I don't know some of, you know, the most, the most clearly that I've ever seen this, uh, was, I think it was the, in Daniel, uh, Viseo's Twitter course. It was like, yep. if you post a link to like your blog, like you're not giving, you're asking people to like, Retweet it or like go read your blog. Like that's an ask. That's not a give. Okay. So, but if you, if you pull out like, here's the highlight, here's like the core piece of information, like that's closer to giving, right? And and you post it on Twitter. You're not saying like, hey, I'm asking you to go off of Twitter to go to my blog to read it. Uh, And that's, that's why I think like some of the code screenshot stuff like works so well because it's closer to, to that of like, here's the, the value tip. here is, is, is right like there it's right here. Here's the before and after. Like you don't like, I'm not trying to take you out of what you were doing to like go to my site or upvote me on product hunt or, mm-hmm. you know, do any of that stuff. Did you find that course helpful? Uh, yeah, I think it's good. I think like if you listen to this podcast and like any other podcast about like content creation, um, I think you could probably get, get similar ideas like, I got it when it was like on sale for $5 or something. I think it's like a hundred dollars. It's probably worth a hundred dollars to me, but I'm not particularly price sensitive about that kind of
0: stuff. Yeah. But you won't pay for the $9 MailChimp. So email, email lists. You're very price sensitive. It's the the recurring
1: stuff. Yeah, that's that's that's
0: that's true. (laughs) So what about, um, so I'll, I'll do this thing sometimes where instead of, um, like creating a new tweet, I'll go back to one that I tweeted earlier that mm-hmm. this thing relates to. So it's like a follow-up basically. And I'll do it from a few days ago and reply to my my own tweet, but a few days later.
1: Yeah, seems good. Because then they get connected and then people can like follow the chain up. Something that you do or no? If I have like multiple things. I mean, I tweeted last week, I was like, here's an app idea I have. Like, I really wish that you could actually search through your Chrome history, right?
0: Oh yeah, I like, saw that.
1: Like you can't you you can go to your Chrome history and it's like here's all the sites and there's a search bar, but it like searches the title of the page and it's like right. and it also only lasts for 45 days or something and it, it's terrible. And I was like oh like here's I wish someone would make this thing and then like a couple days later I was still thinking like I wish someone would make this so I replied to that and I was like oh I guess I'm gonna have to make this and then a couple days later I was like oh hey I found out that uh, Chrome database. stores your history yeah in a SQLite database like here's a screenshot of the schema and you can like you know see the stuff it's like oh and then a couple days later you know it was like a sunday and i decided to spend two hours like making a prototype of like can i read from this database and get the url and then like pull down the url and grab the text content and then shove it into like a postgres full text search and then like oh i can actually search this and then you know you can uh, you can see the steps to go from that, like uh, proof of
0: concept, to actually, you know, making an app. And, and I, haven't, that, I haven't done I, that part, but I, like, I followed still, that yeah, whole I just keep thing.
1: chaining that stuff. Yeah,
0: I followed that whole thing, and it's funny because I know exactly what you're talking about. I knew you were going to say SQLite because I was following it on Twitter, and that is like that's what I'm on Twitter for. Like that was a prime example of just a little okay, story. Yeah, I watched this guy have this you know, this desire, this frustration. And then two days later, he's like, well, what if I kind of did this? And then it it just keeps going. And that's the stuff that I freaking love. I just love watching people do cool stuff like that and follow (laughs) kind of like follow their madness. And that's my jam. That's what I love to see on Twitter. And that's what I love to like put out on Twitter is wouldn't it be cool if this were possible and then, you know, see if you can figure it out.
1: Yeah. And like that stuff doesn't do as well. If you like look at, the numbers, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's fine. It's like that's like more personal stuff. That's more like you're getting to know me and like Big stuff time. that I think is cool and like how I approach stuff. And it's less of the like because I think if you if you only publish the most polished you know formula code snippet tweets, like it starts to become like this is like a publishing brand account or whatever exactly this isn't a person anymore.
0: Yes, one of the highest compliments that somebody paid me the other day was. They said, I like following you on Twitter because you're a real person. (laughs) I was like, Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like that legitimately means a lot to me because I like my I I want to focus on um Laravel and things that Laravel and Laravel adjacent developers would find interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that's kind of my shtick. Um but within the things Laravel developers would find interesting, interesting, there's a lot of non-code tips, right? And I just want to be, like, I want to be sharing cool stuff, and I want to be excited in public and let people just, like, kind of join in. And mm-hmm. to have this person say, like, oh, I love following you on Twitter because everyone else is a robot and you're, like, an actual human. It's like, yes, that's exactly yeah. what I'm going I for. Mean-
1: It's like if you had like a group chat or like, uh, like, you know, the off topic channel in Slack or whatever, it's like, Oh, people are always posting like cool stuff in here that is like related to what I want or like tangentially related, uh, except it's like anyone can kind of follow along.
0: Yep. Okay. What else? Um, there was one thing I heard the other day when, um, I don't know if you listened to, um, Adam Lavin and Ben Ornstein's Twitter space the other day. Did you hear that one? I heard some of it there was one thing uh adam said in there when he was talking about i think how he doesn't like twitter anymore and he said that whenever he posts something he gets the same freaking reply like yeah 30 40 50 times and he said it yeah. it's the same joke like everyone comes up with the same joke and replies at the exact same time and it's just just so freaking annoying. And I thought, yeah. oh, man, that is not, like, that's not, not a something I, I, no, not a problem I have and not something I would have thought to be on guard for. Like, mm-hmm. if you're replying to somebody who you are friendly with and they're a much bigger account, like, oh, they probably, all of the first 10 replies that you could think of, somebody has probably already replied to them and they're annoyed yeah. by it at that yeah. point. yeah that was kind of eye opening to me it gets
1: probably further exacerbated by like the kind of strategy for twitter of like being a reply guy and just like <laughs> latching on to these people right and, yeah tell me more about that well i mean th- that's a way to do it and like that's certainly a way to like get into a community is like and i don't know do you follow uh, nasim taleb on twitter
0: uh, i think i actually do yeah
1: yeah so like there's an entire like sub niche of Twitter that is just, like, Nassim Taleb, like, reply guys that are, like, always... Oh, Elon Musk has
0: them. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're always in every thread, and, you know, they're not, like, spamming or, like, doing low-quality stuff, but, like, that's a legitimate thing, is, like, uh, you know, uh, find a larger person and then, like, be the, like, community around them. Right. If, like if you think about back in the day, it was probably like you had like the daring fireball blog and there's probably like commenters on that blog with that were like regular
0: commenters. And like, if you I listen to this, this week in startups, they have they Jason Calacanis's show. They have people like that currently, like they'll hear you'll hear them say like so and so in the chat, who's like a number one fan. So that yeah. that's still is very much a thing for them as yeah. well. It's
1: like it's very legitimate, but like you can also do it very poorly. Right. So like, you know it almost has the opposite effect of like, instead of becoming friendly with the person that you're like, uh, trying to have like a symbiotic, like, you know, whale and, uh, you know, uh, what's the little (laughs) thing that that latches onto a whale, like the barnacles or whatever. It's like, instead of that, you're like a parasite or something. And you're just like dragging, (laughs) you're dragging the whole, the whole thing down.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like
1: my, my like unsolicited advice to Adam is like, he's probably big enough that he should just, turn the settings on so that like only people he follows or whatever can reply. Um, and then like do his, do his like businessy stuff from the tailwind account and like turn off notifications. And then, uh, I don't know. I would like aggressively, uh, block people, but maybe, maybe he feels like, uh, he sort of can't do that because, uh, he's like the public face of a company that wants to provide, uh, you know, support or whatever. But it's something that like anything other than like mega, Twitter, uh, personality size, you can definitely, uh, get away with.
0: Yeah. You can definitely control. But what was informative for me was don't like, even if you're friendly with the person and they've got, you know, 50,000 followers or whatever, and they say something, don't make the same joke that 40 other people are going to make. Cause that's really yeah, annoying. Yeah. Like I could do that to you and nobody else would make the joke and you would think I'm hysterical, but <laughs> to Adam Leather, I make the joke. And he's like, God dang it. This freaking yeah. guy. <laughs>
1: I mean, some of it, too, is just like reading sort of social cues on the Internet, right? Like, yeah, uh, if you if you if you reply to Adam a couple of times and like he never answers you, it's like maybe like stop and realize like, oh, maybe like it could just be that he, you know, didn't see it or whatever. Or yeah, is getting flooded. But it's like like you and I didn't just start like posting, you know, little jokes to each other. But like eventually we did. And like you would reply or you would like like the tweet. It's like, oh, OK, like. This is like a sign to proceed, like keep, keep doing what you're doing. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: So so I don't know. I think people are just like, oh yeah, like I'll just post on this. And eventually like, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be friendly or whatever.
0: Eventually he'll notice me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I try to be like fairly careful about that too. Just, I don't know. It's like irrational too, but it's like, oh, like it was, it meant a lot to me. Like that Adam followed me because I really uh, sort of respect what he does. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to like, uh, below it so i want to make sure that i'm like if i'm going to contribute to a thread that he's on it's like i want to make sure it's actually a contribution and not just like a you know a little uh, like a me too of like hey like look at me too i'm in the group
0: yeah yeah you do have to be uh, it, and you have to be socially aware and that it can be more difficult online right because yeah, it's all for sure. it's all threads are all over the place and it's all text and everything. Yeah. That does make it a lot harder. So you do kind of have to be careful
1: with the weird part is like this whole kind of like newish phenomenon of like parasocial relationships. Uh, Are you familiar with this? No, tell me just like, it's a lot bigger, I think in like the YouTube and like the live streaming side of thing, but it's like, uh, it, it applies to Twitter, but like, imagine that you are just a random developer, right? And you, you really like, um, you know, uh, let's not use Adam because he'll get annoyed uh, that we're <laughs> using him for every example. Like, yeah. you know, uh, you really like, you really like Ben Orenstein, right? you okay. like, you listen to his podcast. You listen to like every podcast that he's a guest on because like you want to know more. And, uh, there's like this weird imbalance where you know so much about them mm-hmm. and like what they're doing and they have no idea who mm-hmm. you are, but you, so, like, so you start to like build this thing of like, Oh yeah, like this is a, this is like a really good, a uh, friend of mine and, mm. the, you know, like they, it, it, can't work the other way. Like, you know, you can't be friends with all 10,000 of your, your followers. And right. That, that's where it like gets to be, uh, that's where I think some of this behavior comes from of like, people are like, Oh yeah, like Ben and I are, are friends. It's Interesting. Like, you're not actually, you know, you're not actually, uh, friends. And there's like a switch when someone becomes like a fan versus a, a friend or like, uh-huh. these are, these are friends or like, this is my audience. And. It definitely happens a lot more in like the, uh, YouTube and, and like Twitch side of things uh-huh. just because of the duration. It's like, people are like, you were seeing me live for like eight hours a day, every day right. to hundred thousand people. But I don't, I don't know I don't if know you're the broadcaster, either. like you don't know any of them.
0: Right. What does that so mean? That's, like, that's parasocial. That's
1: what is, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what like what the entomology of the term is, but that's,
0: yeah, I've never heard that, but that's not
1: a social relationship. It's like parasocial, maybe like a, like a para- parasitic, like one, <laughs> <to> one way, <laughs> yeah, a one way relationship.
0: Sense. I don't know if you made that up, but that was great. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. That, that explains a lot of, um, I guess, perceived or observed behavior because it's never usually, um, usually not like malicious or anything. It's just kind of yeah. like, Oh, You think y'all are super close buds, but you have been following that person, they haven't been following you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. And uh, it just gets
1: exasperated, exasper- exasperated, exacerbated. There you go. Uh, when the like, there's a big difference. If it's like, oh, yeah, you're like a new account and this person has a hundred thousand, like, right, it's easier for that to happen versus like if you have like two people that have a hundred followers each, like, uh. It's just not. They're just going to be friends. Like the dynamics are different, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If you reply, they're going to be like, "Oh, I see your reply. It's not lost in the sea of five thousand, uh, you know, replies."
0: Yeah. So, what do you think about? Um. Well, what do you think about? I changed my mind. What do you think about profile pictures? Do you have um, strong opinions on those? Not really. Like pick probably like pick
1: one and just keep it. I think for okay. For a that's long my time. only
0: strong opinion. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you just changed yours because you got. I know. Fancy Lar- ones. I know that was
0: that was um, so that was sh- a struggle for me because I want like when I tweet, I want people to know that it's me. But I also wanted yeah. to be a joiner. Like I wanted to. I was excited to be a part of Laracon. I wanted to be a team player, and the profile they made for me was insanely cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was. Weird I think it was good.
1: It, it, it definitely was like uh, it, it helped show. Even to me, like I'm only on the outside looking in of like the Laravel space, but it was like, oh, like everyone's got similar, you know, avatar things like, oh, it's a Laricon, you know, thing. I, you can, yeah. you can see other people and be like, oh, who's that person? I didn't know that they were, you know, a speaker or whatever. Yeah. I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. I switched it back today. Um, but the, the, yeah. See, the if, I, if I
1: were you, I probably would have just left it. Like if you're going to change it, like then just leave it until, uh, you know, you're ready to change it. Uh, Again, but
0: maybe it'll maybe be tacky to have last year's laricon thing for right. You don't. That's just that's just outright embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I only changed mine. Like I had one from like 2010 to maybe 2018 or 2019, and I realized I don't look that young anymore, so I need to change my (laughs) picture. And that's where I have the one that I have now. and I look a little bit more realistic. Yeah, I really wanted one of those like hexagon profile pictures.
1: Like uh, to do an actual like,
0: NFT or to pretend you've done an NFT?
1: I don't know. Like I, I like when I have, <laughs> I, I like on Twitter, like all the stupid features that uh, like my rational brain should be like, yeah, who cares? Like, do you have the check mark or like, do you have uh you know, did you get uh, this special, you know, extra badge or whatever? It's like, I don't know. My monkey brain still like wants those things. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. My profile will stand out if I, if I have it. And then I didn't, uh, I didn't do it. Uh, and I think someone someone told me actually that there was like automation tools that would uh, scan and like block anybody. Like you could do like a block list of like anybody that has an NFT profile picture. Like uh, you know because it's, it's like in the API or something. Kind to, of could, genius. You know, block them all or something. And it was yeah. going to be like five hundred dollars for uh, to mint your own minting picture. picture
0: yeah. De- I mean, honestly I-
1: like I I don't I don't I don't get uh, all the crypto stuff. Like I get it, but like. Does nobody uh, like know about taxes? Um, you should know. Like you're a tax guy, right?
0: Yeah, it, they're about to find out. I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's like, what, all, like February. It's, it's they're cool going to find out around, soon to play around. And it's like you guys realize like every transaction you're making is a like taxable uh, thing that taxable you were supposed event. to pay taxes on. And yep. uh, you're like, no, man, like if it's not U.S. dollars, like it ain't. You know, it's not real. It's like that's not actually um, how it works. But uh, I don't know.
0: Right, it's and the like, FBI just arrested those people for trying to launder Bitcoin, and you're telling I me mean, that Bitcoin yeah, is not. I don't not think. Great.
1: I don't think they're going to come after you know Joe Schmo who was you know trading five hundred dollars of, of coins or whatever. But I don't know. Like, it, it's kind of uh, you know we mentioned Nassim Taleb earlier, and it's like that's one of those like it's a very high risk thing for very low reward. If you're in my opinion, if you're like a working software developer, right? Yes, I agree. Like, is it really worth it for you to like? you know scrimp up like uh 15k of like weird cryptocurrency uh money on the chance that like you don't do the taxes right and uh like or it all goes down and suddenly you have like a fifty thousand dollar tax bill and you get audited it's like w- was that worth it like no i don't know it's you know it's take no. take risks smartly but like you don't want to like take a risk that like could end you like could make you like financially destitute or in jail, right? Like, that's that's a bad thing. He calls risk that blowing
0: take. up, right? Isn't yeah, that what yeah. he says? Yeah,
1: yeah, you don't want to blow up. And uh, I don't know, like, when you're a gainfully employed uh, you know, programmer making uh, good money, it seems like, like, you know, you, you don't have occupational risk, like, you're not gonna like uh, you know, have a jackhammer like s- smash your foot and you know, you're not gonna fall off a building because you like work in a construction job or something. It's like just. Like, don't do anything too dumb. And uh, it's very easy, I think, to accidentally do stuff that's uh, really dumb.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um, I saw on Reddit recently, somebody got a, I forget what the name of the document is. It's a 10 something document from Coinbase that listed all their taxable events. And they were like, wait a second, why do I have to pay taxes? I didn't make any money on crypto this year. It's like, well, you had all these taxable events. Yeah. And uh, now the asset that, it was like, oh, it's fine. Like, it, you know, even if
1: you had to pay the taxes, it's like you've got, you know, this big asset. And it's like, oh, well, that actually crashed. So now, like, you have less cash in the bank to cover the tax burden that you had. Exactly. And, uh, I don't know. Like, maybe it's uh, neat in the future or whatever, uh, but it doesn't doesn't seem worth it. No, doesn't I, seem worth like it. it if I was better thing. friends, if I was better friends with some of the people online, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, this <laughs> is, you know. You're you're playing like Russian roulette. It's like, yeah, you probably will be fine. But like, why are you risking, uh, you know, bad
0: things, very bad things. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last Twitter thing that I, so that's on this, this shared doc that we have. And I think it's the best way to describe it possible. It says business on the timeline party in the replies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like uh, the mullet, the mullet theory of (laughs) Twitter. Like, uh, this is at least how I kind of post. It's like, if I post stuff on my main timeline, like I want it to be, uh, useful and like good. Right. That's like in my bio, it's like all killer, no filler. Right. Mm. Like everything I post should be good. Like, you know, bangers only. Right. <laughs> uh, but then like in the replies, like Ridiculous. nobody, like your whole audience isn't seeing the replies. So it's like, that's more like the fun, uh, you know, shit posting or mm-hmm. like little inside jokes with people. Uh, you know, you, that's where that's where you can like let off your steam in a way that doesn't uh, end up making your account like unfollowable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally subscribe to the exact same philosophy, but the phrasing mm-hmm. was amazing to me. But yeah, I do the same thing. Like I want to be tweeting like I want to be, you know, positive. I want to be people's hype person like I want to yeah. like instead of a reply guy, I want to be the hype guy. Like I want to be building other people up and showing like other cool stuff that people are working on. On, on main, and then in the replies, I kind of want to be dorking around and yeah. having some some fun with the friends. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing that uh, you can do is just, like, if you really still want that, like, blowing off Steam thing, it's just, like, make another, like, anonymous alt account and just uh, roll around in the filth over, over Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've actually thought about making another account that is um, basically just personal. Because I have... I probably have maybe 20 real life friends who follow me on Twitter. And I remember a while back, one of them came up to me and they were like, okay, what is Laravel? I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah, so yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry that you follow me still. So I've thought do about you think doing Twitter.
1: That. Do you like, is Twitter the way that like they want to be like communicating with you or did it just happen? I mean, like for me, I think that would be like, Oh, like Twitter is where I like post about real stuff. And like, Facebook is where I post about like, you know, life stuff or whatever. And like, they don't mix necessarily.
0: Yeah. See, I'm not on Facebook anymore. So I haven't posted it on Facebook in yeah. five years or more. And neither are these people. So I still, uh, I'm not, I don't post on Instagram. I do still, um, Snapchat with these people. So there's like 10 people that I'll Snapchat with. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like friends who have moved away and some of the, still local but yeah i think there are a few people on like irl friends of mine who are just on twitter all the time like i am but they're not laravel people and so they suffer through my content Uh,
1: like a list a list for that is really good for you seeing their stuff but it doesn't kind of work the other way
0: yeah for sure or you
1: could tell them to mute laravel
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that would probably eliminate most of the problem for them yeah okay well anything else
1: No, I think that's it. Um, If this was at all interesting to you, it means you're probably very like Aaron and I, so you should come follow us on Twitter and uh, (laughs) join the party.
0: And again, you are underscore Swanson on Twitter. And boringrails.com.
1: Yeah. I have a sad story about I I tried to get the actual Swanson Twitter handle, and some random guy had it, and uh, I sort of was like, oh, hey, like... I really wanted this name and uh, like, I kind of have, to, you yeah, sort of have to like cheekily kind of say like, Hey, like maybe uh, if you would give, if you're not using it and want to give me that account, then maybe I would be happy to uh, send you s- some money for your troubles. Uh, and like, I actually, you know, talked to this guy and he was like, oh yeah, like I don't use this anymore. Like you can have it and like set this whole thing up. And then I don't know what happened, but I, th- my only hypothesis is that there was like some bot that was like watching for like account changes. Because literally, I you know, we were like in DMs, like, all right, like switch your account name and I'm going to switch my account name. And then like the millisecond that it happened, like some like zero follower accounts with, you know, an egg profile, like, like snatched got it? the name. Yeah. And then oh. eventually, eventually now there's someone that has it. And I was, and I like messaged them I'm like, Hey, like, uh, how did you, how did you get this account? And they're like, Oh, I was on some like discord and someone oh. had this account available and so I, I'm guessing there's just like bots that sit on all like the you know six letter uh, you right. know usernames or something and uh, do it like that. But yeah, that was a looks sad, like,
0: a sad, sad day. Looks like Evan Swanson owns it now, and he's yep. streaming live on YouTube right now. What a pity! Yeah, so uh, I missed my chance to unify my uh, my
1: GitHub and my Twitter uh, you know account handles. Yeah, bummer.
0: <laughs> all right, well, for having never uh, talked in person and then just dorking around for an hour and 45 minutes about twitter i would say this went pretty well and was a blast so thanks for coming on yeah no problem all right talk to you later all right bye